when you first get the martini, right? And we're all expecting in, in Casino uh, Royale, yeah. right? Vodka martini. Chicken or stirred? Do I look like I give a damn? Do I look like I give a f Yeah. That was what it was. In the original script, it was written, do I look like yeah. I give a f And then, yeah. We changed it to, I, do I look like I give a damn? But I still think it worked pretty good. You nailed it, man. Oh, there you go. You nailed Welcome to the James Bond Complex, the show where we talk about everything 007, from plumbing to film, and everything in between. Ooh. Ah, I'm your host, Emery. I'm one of the other hosts. Uh, my name is Edgar. Uh, Merry Christmas. Or uh, for our British yeah. listeners, I guess, Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas to all. Uh, so this is our little Christmas episode. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Briefly talking about uh, about one time to die. I mean, I, I tried to get into the mood. I was watching uh, Casino Royale the other night on DVD, and I just realized yeah. that um, that DVD is formatted in in four three and not in sixteen nine. And mm. I haven't noticed in. 14 years <laughs> oops i have uh, some bad that it's funny you bring that up i at the time of this recording in canada at least i suspect in other markets as well the the purchasable digital copy is is out there so i did my due diligence and gave the home team my money this week and i do have some bad i can only speak for the apple copy i know you're a google man i'm an apple man yeah um but you, you might be in uh, trouble when you uh, get your digital copy on google there's no uh four by three uh it, it's a two, it's a 2.35 so i'm sorry to damn i'm sorry to announce that the digital version of no time to die is a panoramic widescreen version of the film i i really don't know if it's if it's my old other dvd players are upscaling and that the playstation doesn't do it but uh i'm not entirely convinced that i've just noticed but i just noticed Mm. I've been watching mm. it in a horrible format all this time. So for Christmas, I treated myself mm. to uh, the new Blu-ray collection while we wait for, for No Time to Die, which I know you've seen it multiple times. I've only seen it once. I have I have a friend who uh, we, we haven't uh, caught up in a couple of months. He, he was actually out of the country for a little bit, and he just got back. And uh, how's it going? We're, we're, we're going to meet up next weekend. And he likes Bond. And... Uh, I go, oh, have you seen the new movie? He says, no, no, no. I'd like to go see it. And, but, you know, I don't want to drag. He doesn't want to drag me back to the cinema to see it. And I said, no, I don't mind at all. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll take one for the team. And... I'll, pay, I'll buy his <laughs> yeah. ticket, man. It's like, I'll give them their, my, my money again. So you've seen it uh, once. Yeah, exactly. And, um, it, you know, it, it, it gets harder here in Quebec City because the English uh, presentations of the movie are a little bit... Um, harder to come by they're um right they're very at, at times that aren't necessarily convenient for me or babysitter so i haven't i haven't been able to get out to see it again but i do have my copy uh and amazon kindly uh let me know that it should be arriving not tuesday coming but tuesday next so right right good uh, good on amazon prime yeah they deliver on the day of i, I call i think by 10 p.m is what i've gotten as <laughs> yeah. my information con uh, email confirmation so by the time this comes out i should have the copy in hand oh, very nice very nice so uh 
we haven't uh, we were just saying this before we hit record you you and i specifically have not spent very much time discussing the movie now we want to leave the mic to to the listener reviews uh, that's the point of this but since you and i haven't spoken very much about the film uh and i've seen it a bunch of times uh, my opinion hasn't changed that much i still like it quite a bit um how has that one viewing viewing been digested by yourself in the interim it's been a couple months now it's um yeah you know we we, we spoke about it briefly um at gatherall uh not gatherall what am i saying that was that was yesterday um at uh, at our event that we had in montreal um anyway the um i really enjoyed it i really think that i mean regardless of some of the kind of plot twists they took and some of the things that that that, that they included in the movie um I think it was really set up well. The pacing of the movie for for a movie that that that, that mm. is so long, the pacing is is great because, you know, I mentioned Casino Royale. Uh, I've having watched it recently. I think there's a little bit of a pacing issue in Casino Royale after the poker game. Mm. They kind of really the the this movie slows down so much okay. when they're okay. when they're eating and it kind of like the momentum just kind of leaves and mm. and the movie feels longer than it is. But this movie, it it kind of the story moves along so well and the action moves along so well. Um, I mean, Obrichev is my new favorite one <laughs> villain. You, 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 you shared it. Well, you shared in our in our little uh, chat the other day when because you got the digital copy and mm-hmm. you shared that scene oh, yeah. with Obrichev in, in Cuba at the end where he's like, "Are you with? Oh, oh, <laughs> nope." And it's just his facial expression yeah, that it's yeah. the way he his general goofiness. I mean, for me, it's it's the new Boris, and that's that's kind of what I was what I've been waiting for mm-hmm. in Bond is to have that kind of like over the top silly character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I would have not been sad if they brought back a guy like Zukovsky, just kind of like that kind of like <laughs> sure. uh, playfulness. So overall, I think the film was 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 great. I, I really do enjoy it. And I'm, I'm very much looking forward to watching it a second and third and fourth time and, and bringing everyone the that's what she said review of No Time to Die, which should yeah, be coming right. sometime in I'm going to throw it out there February because we're probably going to be watching it in January and I'll take my notes right. and right. it'll be a, it'll be a fun time. Yeah. I'm very, uh, those have been some of the, uh, not, not that uh, non, that's what she said. Episodes are, are, are weak. You, you deliver pretty consistent content, <laughs> but those ones in particular are always like, well, this, is, this is going to be, it's such a weird concept. So double the wife, she sees the movie in your presence, but she's not on the show and you're reading off notes you've taken based on her running commentary, I guess. Do you guys it's talk about the film after it or is it that. just the movie's over? I don't want to talk about James Bond. I'm going to bed. <laughs> no, there's, there's a brief discussion, but I mean, we're, we're usually discussing it the whole time. And for, for ones that we had seen multiple times, like we've, we've taken the time to hit pause and, and, you know, really write out the full answer or rewrite mm-hmm. the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the more raw ones was, was Diamonds Are Forever was kind of one of those raw viewings oh, where, um, <laughs> yeah, that's why I, I haven't really tempted the territory with older Connery films, because I know there's going to be a few problematic ones, seeing as how um, <laughs> Diamonds Are Forever has a few, uh, mm-hmm. you know, moments that, that clash. So um, usually we'll, we'll watch the movie she'll make her comments and if we have to pause because she wants to get her point across or she needs an explanation and i, I don't want to say she needs an explanation but she wants to clarify mm-hmm. what she's understanding mm-hmm. of right. the scene right. um like with casino Royale again we went into the whole uh 
the the whole stock market thing that I had to explain yes, yes. again, which I've explained on the show, but I've you know I've I've, I've had to explain again, and I still almost understand it. So she doesn't understand it, and I mean that's that's par for the course. When the chiffre game stops or game what what was the thing? game game <laughs> yeah, stops the, the U.S. airline? That's basically yeah. basically it's basically it. It's basically that's what he's trying to do is he's trying to to manipulate the price of the stock in his favor, but. Mm. So you're still positive on no time to die. Uh, yeah. That that that's good. Uh, has there anything? Has there been anything about the film that you like more than back in October? Are there things that you might maybe like a little bit or a lot less? Uh, certain elements, certain specific details about the film. Um, no, I think it's more of how it's perceived in the media that still kind of. Um, it bothers me as a Bond fan, some of the discussions that we still have to have or that they're still ongoing about the next Bond, about uh, the roles of, well, the roles of females in, in the movie and the roles of, of uh, what's, you know, for Lashana Lynch as Nomi right. and okay. her being 007 and going back to to kind of those things for the, the non-hardcore Bond fans that bring this up as being an issue. Mm-hmm. And I mean, at the time of this recording, Barbara Broccoli has come out as with a statement saying clearly that bond will be male and British. Yeah. Yeah. So open for everything else, but you know, Mm -hmm. those are the two qualifications. Mm -hmm. He has to be bond. He has to be, excuse me, bond has to be British and he He needs brawn. Yes. He needs brawn. He needs to be, well, she didn't specify that. So she did not. No. (laughs) She said has to be, has to be male, has to be British. Um, Those are only two qualifications. So that's, that's fine by me. And you know, this writing of stronger characters for women. And I think that, we had this discussion recently with with a with a uh, magazine out in Bristol. Yeah, yeah, Bristol, yeah, yeah. Brighton, uh, um, BN1 magazine. Thank you. <laughs> we will we will share that with you when that article comes out. But we were we were both uh, chatting about Bond and and some not necessarily feminism, but the roles of females in Bond. And I think that's kind of the one thing that this movie in the media seems to latch onto is 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 those relationships. And I I think that's a little bit. I think it's a little bit unfair. For um, mm. it to be the main issue of the of the film, or one of the issues that the film gets attached to, because mm. I think that the writing the f- writing of female characters in Bond recently has been really good. Mm. Um, even going back as far as Spectre, I think it was it was you know decently written for uh, Leia Seydoux's character Madeline Swan and for mm. for Money Penny too. I think mm-hmm. it, it's been mm-hmm. you know she's been given a fair shake at at good writing. Yeah, well, I, I, I've, I've heard some actually uh, criticisms about the, the Money Penny character over the last couple of years. You know, she actually was an agent in the movie of uh, the Skyfall, the one in which we're, we're obviously introduced to that character, reintroduced. You know, so she was a former agent, but she was she sucked too much. She got a test. Job. And I, I remember hearing that criticism for the first time. I was like, yeah, I really, really, really love Skyfall. But that is a interesting point. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you weren't good enough, so stay behind the desk, you woman. Uh, yeah. You know, in the in the books, it's it's almost the same story for um uh, for um I'm, trying, I'm I'm thinking of his I, I can't think of his actor um what's his name the actor in the books no 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 what's his uh, M's right hand man um, oh, Tanner. in the book Tanner I'm, I'm thinking of Rory Kinnear I'm like uh, <laughs> Tanner same um, 
<laughs> so same diff- but Tanner, like, I mean, in the books, he, he, he's a former agent or he's former, you know, uh, former operative who becomes, you know, more of mm-hmm. a, a uh, desk role. So, right. I mean, it's, it's stuff that happens. And I think it's just, they're, they're kind of latching on to the, the, the female part of it. Mm-hmm. And is it merited? Is it, 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 maybe it isn't, maybe it was this, maybe it was that, but I think if, as, if we're looking at it through a 2020 lens or a 2021 lens for a movie mm. that was in 2012 or in 1962, I think it sometimes it becomes unfair in that yeah. sense to say, well, mm. well, let's cancel James Bond because they did this <laughs> in 1962. Let's cancel Germany for what they did in 1945. I mean, like, you know, it's, 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 it's not apply that same logic. Like, you know, it's, it's, Things have progressed. Things have gotten different. And, you know, I think No Time to Die exemplifies the fact that they can write good roles for women. Now, does that mean that she needs, a, that Nomi needs a spinoff movie? I don't think that's in the James Bond culture. And I think that that mm-hmm. dilutes the James Bond culture from there. Yeah. I didn't, uh, from, from the few interviews that uh, Barbara and Michael have graciously provided us over the past few years, they've always been rather... Uh, uh, steadfast in their disinterest of, of, of doing a shared I guess, shared universe. I don't know what you're supposed to call them these days, but expanded universe. Expanded shared, universe, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. A shared universe. Like a shared universe would be like Bond versus Bourne. Um, but, oh, uh, don't. Don't don't even do now. <laughs> you can't bring Bourne's poor, poor performance lately into James Bond right now. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, look, I'm happy to know that... Uh, that you uh, a you enjoyed the film a couple months ago that you still enjoyed and hope you hopefully you will continue to uh, in, enjoy it and uh, and dig into those thirty seven minutes of bonus features on the Blu Ray. <laughs> as long as those thirty seven minutes aren't just being James Bond because that we've already discussed it. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, no, being James Bond is is uh, I don't think being now again you obviously find out when you get your your copy. But I it's my understanding I should probably could Google this now, but I won't. I think being James Bond is only on the four K disc for whatever reason. Right, I think we had discussed that as well. That because now they want us to go four K. Now they want us to go four K. So. <laughs> I, I I can understand that because when I bought my copy of of Deadpool two, I bought it on on um, the Blu-ray and 4K combo pack. But at the same time, like I don't have a 4K player, and I haven't bought one since. And I have 4K TVs, and it's never been my intent to to buy them. So All right, well, see, that's that's the interesting. And oh, well, now we're really getting to We do need to get to these audio files, but I'll just <laughs> end on this. One of the pleasures I've reaped, and I still can, I continue to reap, of going uh, predominantly digital is, uh, for example, on Apple, I, I, I don't buy on YouTube or, or Google, but on Apple is, you know, I, I, I paid my $24.99 Canadian for, for my copy of No Time to Die. Now, I, I, my projector is a native 1080p. It's not a 4K uh, projector. Right. I don't have a 4K player, but... For those $24.99, if I ever happen to be equipped with a 4K projector, I have the 4K copy. It's not more expensive. So they give you the best oh. of the best and whatever your TV player streaming device projector can handle. That's what it'll project. So I do have the movie on 4K with HDR and Dolby Atmos, even though I don't have the speakers for, for Dolby Atmos. So I do like that about the digital versions of these films. Whereas if I just buy the Blu-ray, yeah. Blu-ray is a great product. 
but I don't have that fork. So, you know, it's a bit, there's, it's a fine line because when am I going to buy a 4K projector? No clue. Um, when the cost comes down enough, when the 8K know, projectors come out. <laughs> precisely. That's when I'll love no time to die on my wall in 4K. But I do like that idea of it's it's just, it's in the price. You you have yeah. it in case you use it, you know. If you're hooking uh, it up to your 4.3, you know, big TV, right. you know, 4.5. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, okay, enough enough 4.3 jokes. So we've got some some fans uh, of the show who have, who have graciously provided us with their fan reviews of um, the film known time to die as well mm-hmm. precisely so we're going to uh let those uh, let our friends of the show and and in in one or two cases i believe personal friends uh regale us and you the listeners with their thoughts of no time to die there's no time to delay so let's hear what they have to say about no time to die let's roll the tape enjoy Hi, this is Bill Koenig with the Spy Command. Uh, So, happy holidays, everybody. Uh, The James Bond Complex asked for mini-reviews, so I'll give you mine of No Time to Die. I ended up giving it an A-. minus. I actually had been told about the ending and other factors in the movie, so knowing what was going to happen, I still felt emotion you know, when James Bond gets killed. Um, So I thought the execution uh, was okay, was good uh, in that respect. Anyway, um, I thought the first half of the movie, or first hour of the movie, moved quicker than the rest of the film. Um, But I was with a group, the first time I saw it in the theater, I was with a group, we had rented out the theater, and um, one member of my party was really, really enthusiastic. She thought it was really good. So, and this I would count as someone of the general public, not not hardcore Bond fan. Um, so overall, it was okay. It was good. Um, I was less upset about Bond getting killed. I did a post about this, uh, I, I called this The Hero Falls, which is, um, has been done many times. Now these of course are usually one-shots, you know, one-offs, you know, not part of a continuing series like this is, but I, like I said, I was less upset, I, mean, I, I, I wasn't upset, I knew it was coming, so, you know, that's, that's how it was. Um, but I know a lot of fans disagree with that, and that's fine, too, and and I understand why. Anyway, um, that's it. Uh, Again, happy holidays, and take care. No Time to Die audio review. As it was with the end of the Avengers saga, the only thing that remained was emotions. So it is with No Time to Die, which is the swan song of the Craig Yera Bonds. They have been bigger and mostly better than the average preceding Bond films. They also form a rather uniform tale that is uniform in the world of this particular super spy. The movie is quite well paced. There's action and emotion, humour and suspense. 
No Time to Die manages to incorporate all the usual elements of the series despite the fact that it is probably one of the most serious installments of the franchise. There are very few, if any, boring moments. The cinematography offers us some nice moments, but all in all, since we're talking about a film that's basically an action flick, Fukunaga doesn't take too many risks. One could say that the color world of the film is almost loomish. The dialogue flows well and manages to give some nice one-liners and quips which do credit to the Morera bonds, and hopefully they will even become as well known. The acting is solid and everyone is believable in their characters. Even Malek's Safin, who lingers on the edge of camp from time to time. The strongest performance comes from Sidhu. She manages to deliver believably the nervousness and love of the suffering Madeline. The most sympathetic characters are of course Wishos Q and Harris's Moneypenny. Anna de Armas is the spot of joy in this serious outing, but sadly her screen time is far too short. Craig himself gives a fine performance, though admittedly it is rather hard to feel much sympathy for the relationship drama of this main character, when the man manages to shoot about 86 persons inside about three hours. There are many homages to the previous Bond films, especially perhaps to a certain more memorable one. As a fan of the series, it is always nice to pick up all sorts of Easter eggs from the films. The sets are, as usual, well done and designed. Everything is believable. Thankfully, there is very little CGI being used, or it is so well done that it is not noticeable. Hans Zimmer's soundtrack, Sans Couple of Pieces, is bland and uninspiring, as is usually the case with his music. One finds that one misses the days of John Barry. Even David Arnold sounds good compared to the indifferent melodies of Zimmer. All in all, the movie tries almost forcibly to make Bond an emotional being, as do all the movies of the Craig era. But emotions aren't the strongest suit of the world's most famous spy. And personally, they don't need to be. As Roger Moore said, people should enjoy the escapism of Bond movies, that they should be entertained by them, as opposed to the everyday troubles they face in their real lives. And after watching No Time to Die, I seem to long for the days of Roger Moore. There was less emotion and much more entertainment. It is hard to say what one thinks of the bonds starred by Craig in about 20 or 30 years, but for now at least one hopes to see a more traditional film with an independent storyline like the ones that were made over 20, 30 or 40 years ago. The film is of course a big budget project done by experts and professionals who know how to make a package that contains <clears throat> all the right ingredients in just the right amount. In the movie franchise's 60-year history, with 25 films, No Time to Die is probably one of the better bonds but it certainly is not mind-blowing.
This is Simon Drake from the UK with my No Time To Die review. I'm so glad I went in completely cold. I'd not even heard the Billie Eilish song. I'd not seen more than I don't think two or three seconds of footage. So I had absolutely no idea of the twists and turns, which was great. I was able to just get swept along with the film for my first viewing. The screen was terrific. The sound was excellent. Really great cinema in Brighton that I went to see it on the day it came out. I loved the pre-title sequence immediately. It felt as if it was the best slasher film that had never been made. And I love when Bond leans into its horror territory sometimes. The dogs in Moonraker, for example, Baron Samadhi. I think it actually works really well as a blend. And I really liked the visual style of it. I wasn't particularly keen on the last couple of films before that, so I had fairly low expectations in terms of the visual style. I'm not particularly keen on Sam Mendes' direction, so I thought the direction from Carrie was really strong, really atmospheric, shot on film with the IMAX sequences, lovely uh, dynamic range with the colours, looked terrific. Daniel Craig and Jeffrey Wright and the usual culprits are all really solid in their performances. I really liked Paloma, as I think a lot of people do. She's already become a fan favourite. The only minor nitpick I do have with her character is they set her up so brilliantly. She's a new agent. She's She's got that quirky, unique approach to how she's going to handle the action. And then when the action does happen, for me, I did feel that she turned into a slightly generic action heroine, was just doing fighting, shooting... I feel they could have leaned in a bit more to using her quirkiness, using her uniqueness, her different approach in the fight scene. Could have been a nice contrast to how Bond would have approached it. Something similar to, say, a Jackie Chan sequence where she's using props or, or, or just using slightly more wit and cleverness as well as the shooting and the fighting. Much like she does when she crashes the car into the scaffolding. It's just something a bit more bizarre than just shooting somebody or punching somebody that was my only minor nitpick with her but I love her reaction she does a sort of uh kind of reaction when Bond does something and I, I love all that I think it works really well in the final third I did get a bit lost it was unclear who was trying to get to who who was trying to escape what base who was trying to get there who was trying to get through doors who was trying to blow up who what was trying to be done I felt it did lose a little bit of focus at that final stretch. The infamous ending, I had absolutely no problems with. It's something that has been done in other franchise movies already, so it's not the most unique ending, so I didn't really get too bothered about that. Plus, I could have seen Fleming destroying Bond in a fiery explosion at some stage, had he lived longer anyway, so I didn't get too worked up about killing a fictional character for him to be rebooted possibly in the future. It also felt as if it was the end of an era for 25 of those films. All the Fleming materials now pretty much been used. Sadly, Sean and Rog are no longer around, so Bond is literally dead, as well as figuratively in the narrative. So that felt as if it was the end of an era, the full stop of that chapter of the series, and it's time to start afresh. It was definitely worth the wait, and I'm so glad that Eon stuck to the guns 
waited for the right time for the full theatrical big screen experience rather than going down the streaming option where it just wouldn't have had the same impact. It was terrific, a really great send-off for Daniel Craig and the perfect answer for any journalists that are going to say, you're going to do another Bond? Hi, I'm Matt number two, a friend of the James Bond Complex podcast, and I'm glad to be back for another edition of the Christmas special episodes. At last, we finally had the chance to witness an epic new Bond film after what felt like a gazillion years waiting, no time to die. Long story short, with two viewings so far at the time of this recording, I can say I love this movie. It's a bold and daring film that walks on the fine line of balancing traditional cues and references as well as taking risks to be a game changer in the franchise. And although it has the longest runtime clocking roughly at 2 hours 45 minutes, it's a very fast paced movie, time flies by when you're watching. It was an interesting run to get a five-movie story arc, keeping the narrative very tight throughout the past 15 years. I feel like the Daniel Craig tenure could be called the Bond-Craig Cinematic Universe to echo the Marvel Cinematic Universe for the desire to bring all elements together and to get callbacks from one movie to another. Since Bond said the sentence, we have all the time in the world, two times now, both in On Her Majesty's Secret Service and in No Time to Die, it can be now officialized as a jinx sentence, die another day pun intended. This could be a superstition motto among Bond community fans, like, never say you have all the time in the world, it will end up poorly. As for Bond himself, I think Daniel Craig delivers his best performance out of his five movies as James Bond here. He feels at home, comfortable, he can be pretty intense or funny at times, and all in all, he shows great range. So congrats Mr. Craig, and way to end with a bang, pun intended again. The cinematography of No Time To Die is superb, including gorgeous lighting, vibrant color palette, dynamic traveling shots, and a sense of scope that can wow any viewers, both in IMAX and in regular theaters. Now, I have to say that no matter how the 2020 COVID-19 pandemic affected the movies released, the villain scheme using a special DNA target weapon, one that stays in you permanently once contracted, that can be transmitted easily through contact or airborne. It's kind of freaky and spooky, right? Now, it couldn't be more in touch with our times. Now, among the many highlights of No Time to Die, the action sequences are breathtaking and spectacular. The Cuba scene in particular is exciting, very funny, and tightly choreographed. Bond is at his most Fleming-esque here, if I may, as he toasts with the peachy Paloma while taking a short break during the fight. It's epic. The chase in Norway, both the car chase in the wild and then manhunt on foot, is one of the best sequences of the whole franchise. The scene on foot in particular, set in a foggy environment, looked like it came right out of Jurassic Park, with suspenseful mood and a survival factor to it. In this sequence, it shows just how street smart and crafty Bond can be. Even though he runs low on ammunition, he disposes of the goons chasing him very efficiently, taking advantage of his surroundings. The production design is an absolute beauty, on par with the previous works of Ken Adam or Peter Lamont. 
The Poison Garden and the whole, spoiler alert, Dead Bond, Dead Bond storyline feels like the most faithful adaptation so far of Ian Fleming's novel You Only Live Twice, as many pointed out already. Daniel Craig's final words as James Bond in this movie reminded me of the famous and meaningful Han Solo line from Empire Strikes Back, I know. And like in Empire, the ending of No Time to Die can only be described as bittersweet to say the least. Now, for fans wishing for drastic changes to happen in this franchise, according to our times, I think they can be satisfied with Bond's faith in this one and how it creates a point of no return for future Bond projects. And for fans of a more traditional or canonical Bond close to their heart, well, there is a beam of hope hinting at possible soft reboots after the credits. I was personally delighted and reassured when I saw the famous classic caption, James Bond will return. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed those mm. um, the, the comments from our friends and mm. and well, you know, I, I would say that you know, friends of the podcast and personal friends are all friends. I mean, yes. all the, these podcasts have become personal friends. Um, and I hope so. I hope you enjoyed their opinions. I don't know. You might not share their opinions, but mm. it has been a divisive. It has been a divisive movie. I am curious, though. I suspect I, I'm you know, myself as uh, and, and other people who have gone digital like myself. I'm one of the first few people, I, I presumably, to, to, to actually see like the home video version of the film, if you will. And unlike when I went to the theater, you know, it's like, yeah, I stayed the one time to be reassured by the promise of James Bond will return. But the other times I sort of just, you know, let's get out of here. The lights are turning up. Get out of here. Go back home. We don't need you here. Um, but, you know, I'm on my couch. I'm enjoying, I'm, I'm pleasuring myself with no time to die. <laughs> and so I let the credits roll. You know, I want to see, I want to see James Bond will return. That's not on my copy. I don't what? have James Bond will return on my copy. It's not on the digital copy. No, no. Uh, my copy. So you got the No Time to Die logo, the little 007. It's, it's actually kind of cool. If you pay attention, No Time to Die disappears and the little golden 007 stays an extra half second. I like that little touch. And after that, a little bit to my surprise, uh, the, 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 the text, the white text on the black background is, do you have people everywhere? Parentheses and <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, I so, so Mr. Copy. White has, has infiltrated your copy specifically yeah. to see yeah. if we have people everywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we do have people everywhere. Wouldn't you agree, we do. Mr. Cormier? Absolutely. We have on Facebook, the James Bond complex uh, on Twitter, the bond complex. Mm. We're also at the James Bond complex on Instagram. And Matt keeps saying this. I don't know what's going on there, but we do have a website, which is also our mm. Tumblr account, as far as I'm concerned. It's uh, just James a bond wild complex. It's, it, I think that's a crazy rumor that's just never died down. I don't believe it. I don't know what's there. I don't take care of that. I'm more of an Instagram person personally. Mm. I do have a personal Instagram uh, at Intrepid Double Seven or, or at oh, Double Seven Intrepid. I, I can't remember how I, I named myself on there, which <laughs> I do have a few things, but I do post more to the James Bond complex when it comes to James Bond stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're part of the fam now. Family. 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 Uh, oh, you went oh, you went old school. I'm still doing family. the Vin Diesel thing. Oh, um, okay. No, right, right, right. Bad family. We had a whole summer talking about family. Yes, yes, we did. We <laughs> did. And no time to die. That the word is uttered under someone's breath in that movie. Uh, I thought that was well played. I thought that was well played. He's so surprised that oh, this is really happening. <laughs> I have one For of once those. in my life. Yeah. Right, right. I'm a Fast and Furious character now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the next movie is, is Daniel Craig, Jason Statham, The Rock, Vin Diesel. <laughs> right, right. Michelle Rodriguez. The Aston Martin and... gets blown up. And <laughs> yeah, if you like the stunts the Aston Martin did in No Time to Die, just wait until you CGI the crap out of that car and... <laughs> We're going to jump from rooftop to rooftop. It's going to be great. We're going to go into space and this and that. But uh, no, we do thank uh, our, our, our friends and listeners have sent this in some audio files. We appreciate, you know, it's our end of the year episode. We appreciate the, uh, you know, the support and the, and the messages and the comments and the likes and the retweets or whatever uh, social media platform uh, you, the listener, happen to, to follow us on and interact with us. It's quite... Uh, one of the major reasons why we keep doing it, other than uh, our, our, we're, we're full of ourselves, but the other reason is we appreciate the support. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, Merry Christmas to all and to all. No Time to Die is a great movie. You should keep watching it. <laughs> absolutely. Well, you know, we're on the cusp of the 60th. We're on the cusp of the 60th, so we'll see yeah. what they have in store for us. Uh-huh. 2022 should be a, a, a very a very good year. I know that uh, in March the plan was to have the uh, the Diamonds Are Forever celebrations in uh, mm. Amsterdam and Vegas. I don't know if those are still happening. I'd have to ask Martin uh, if mm. that's still going on. But yes. 2022 is is really gearing up to be a good year. Yeah, fingers crossed. It's the 10th anniversary of Skyfall. We can celebrate that. We can celebrate <laughs> the film that celebrated the 50th. Uh, the 20th anniversary of Die Another Day. I, I I was I was hoping to cut the recording before you said that. <laughs> uh, the 25th anniversary of the GoldenEye video game on Nintendo 64. That's a good way. That's a goodie. That is a goodie. I wonder. I wonder. Are they going to reboot that thing again? I, w- I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past I've, them. I've heard rumors. I've heard. I've heard rumors. It's coming to the Switch. If it isn't already, it's it's coming to Switch. So what is Switch the Nintendo gaming console, okay. but. Um, I'm so out of date with consoles. I've got a PlayStation 4, and I know the new game's coming out only on the PS5. So we'll see what we see. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder what's happening with that new Bond game that was announced literally over a year ago at the time of this recording. Like, what are they doing with that? Anyways. Well, we'll have to wait and see for 2022. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, on that note, uh, uh, Emery, always a pleasure. Merry Christmas to you, of course. Happy New Merry Year Christmas and the family. Happy, uh, happy we'll birthday. be seeing each other during the break all the same we are seeing each other uh the day or two after christmas uh, to be fair uh and uh happy happy christmas to the listeners happy new year uh, stay healthy uh try to get wealthy or if you are currently wealthy preserve the wealth <laughs> uh and uh, enjoy enjoy the holidays enjoy 2022 we'll be back uh, sometime early next year absolutely so, so, so. Toujours un plaisir. Joyeux Noël. Yes. À la prochaine. 
Uh, what am I supposed to say? Domo arigato. Arigato matane. Arigato, Mr. Rabatto. Da un joy bugat samirà, paca. Ciao belli, a sala prossima. Feliz Navidad. Ciao. You said them all. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Good thing you're not actually related, or you'd be dead too. How do I get this off? Oh, you don't, you can't. Nanobots aren't just for Christmas. C'est la belle nuit de Noël, la neige étend son manteau blanc, et les yeux tournés vers le ciel, à genoux les petits enfants, avant de fermer les paupières, font une dernière. Oh,